Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTEGA podcast. Mikey Stafford and Rory O'Neill with you as always. And we're joined by an Irish Times axis of Kevin McSay <laughs> and Maliki Clerkin this week. So this is this is paper of record meets national broadcaster. This, this, is, this is the establishment right here, people. It makes a change from the examiner. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Let, how are we all doing, gentlemen? And I'll get on to the examiner. We're flying. Great. Yeah, good, good, um, Mikey. Our, our friend of the podcast, John Fogarty, who we have on occasionally when we don't have our friends from Delir Street here, um, he's tweeting this morning that and last night that um, Greg McCabe of Armagh had his one match ban uh, held up by the uh, the CAC last night. That's the Central Appeals Committee for those of you who aren't into GA acronyms, and he has just tweeted a little while ago, Kevin, that Tyrone reluctantly, it must be said are not appealing their four red cards. So um, it looks like uh, they, the, the GA have backed up or the disciplinary committee is backing up David Goff's new hardline regime. When you, when you hear reluctant, reluctantly, what that really means is they've done the maths and they haven't the chance, uh, essentially, uh, and, and therefore backed away from it, uh, keeping a little bit of face. But I, I would say I'm delighted that... Uh, the sending offs have, have held up, if you like, um, because it is a. Colin mentioned it on the night on the night show that night. It's a, it's a horrible slobbery part of the guy that has. It is getting. It is getting. It seems to be getting worse. Uh, the funny thing in, in in this whole matter, you and I discussed it, Rory, the day the day after is, this, this rule has been in the book for a hundred years. <laughs> mm. It's not like David Goff discovered it last Sunday week. But what I'd be hoping is that that's the standard. That that now, so we're back to consistency now. Uh, that would be the standard that the referees adhere to, and I have a sense that maybe Crow Park have put that on the referees' meeting agenda to say, you know, this is where it's at now, guys. Uh, we've set the we've set the bar very high in terms of contributing to a melee, and um, uh, if they were if it was able to stack up, it means a couple of things. The referee wrote his report very well and carefully. Uh, and joined the joined the dots, uh, which is good because normally there's a bit of slackness in the reportage, and that's a technicality and it's flung out. So that's good from from David Goff for sure. He was entitled to do what he did. He did it, and then getting the backing lads it goes to show you that you know the court of of public opinion. Cullum coming out early and giving David Goff his backing, it all does add up. There's there's no question about that. Um, there is a there is a media aspect to it that there comes there comes a, a, a moment and the referee gets backed if, if if the narrative went the other way and it was all negative against the ref I suppose the only thing I, I can't answer and we won't be able to answer is why was it four to one the row didn't look as unbalanced as four to one but David uh, took up a very good position and watched it very carefully so he he knows the answer to that I didn't see the ref's report yeah but um, yeah four to one was the only thing that was a little bit funny about it. Other than that, uh, delighted that uh, it it um, it passed muster and uh, that the sanctions uh, were upheld. Yeah, we, we we don't we don't want to get back. We don't want to re-referee it anyway. Maliki has been discussed a fair bit. Do do Tyrone deserve some credit here, Maliki, for not taking this to the eleventh hour, to the Friday night, to the DRA, to the ah, Q, to the QCs and senior councils, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera? Well, I mean, I suppose they do to a certain extent, uh, but uh, I mean, two factors feed into that Kevin's exactly right I guess if they thought that they had a, a rock solid winnable case they probably would have and be if this was the weekend of an Ulster championship match of course they would like it's a it's a league game it's a league weekend what do they care you know they don't let it be a distraction get it over with get it out of the way funny enough Kevin I I actually the 4-1 thing you're right. It is. It is the slightly quirky part of it, but in a way, I think it's nearly the nearly the best part of it because at least then you know that that you this was done for a reason. Didn't just level it up exactly. That yeah, this was yeah. done for a reason. That 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 he stood back and decided, I am 
going to prosecute specific infractions here. I'm not just going to pick two heads from either side and throw them off and, you know, okay, the headlights are standing off, eye for an eye, all that usual old GA shite. You could see the fourth one is so ridiculously outbalanced that he clearly decided, okay, I am looking for specific stuff here, stuff that will stand up when when the appeals come. I know exactly, I am in charge of this situation. And I think of all the things that feed into this, that's the best that the referee decided on specific infractions that he knew he would be able to stand over that he knew he'd be able to word properly in his report and this is how it's supposed to work this mm-hmm. is this is exactly what is supposed to happen and we're going to get to the weekend with a bit hopefully now that and and there's there's no nothing else about it and look at the back of it all you're right kevin like it wasn't it, you know, it wasn't a flying boxing match. You know, there wasn't blood spilled. There wasn't, you know, it was, it wasn't, you know, but it's one of these things that God almighty, why does it have to be in the sport? Like, yeah. why, yeah. like what's, what's the point of it? Like, yeah. are, if we get, if this is the beginning of, you know, in a couple of years times, like if there's other incidences like this and the referee's report is stood over, uh, you know, this, this is a utopia, but like if, if referees do this and it, and it, it stops this carry on, then Great like, well, are we going to be standing, sitting here in 10 years time going, Jesus, you'd miss the Irish Muslims lives. They were great. They <laughs> I were was, great days, weren't they? Yeah. Nobody really particularly wants yeah, them. Yeah. So, and Mikey, and Mikey, Mikey, a big thing for me with with this is just like the lads just mentioned is the fact that the judiciary have backed up the referee and it's not before time. It's actually really essential that this happened. The dog is wagging his tail for a change. Well, I I was I was like like last last Friday and it's a subject that I think on League Sunday at seven on the Sunday game where we might have a bit more space uh, come championship that we will get into. There is a crisis in refereeing. There is a huge, huge problem in refereeing recruitment, right? They are, there's referees falling off the, the map. Just, they're, they're packing up the whistle. They're getting fed up. They're not getting the support. They're, it's feed of abuse for, what, 20, 40 euro and uh, maybe, maybe your dinner on the way home. And last Friday or last Thursday, I, I, I was looking specifically about 14 counties all tweeted more or less the exact same message about refereeing recruitment. All It was almost like it was a coordinated uh, social media assault because somebody obviously from further up the food chain says, we need to start pulling the finger out here. And if you look at the referees that are assigned this weekend, where are the new ones? I mean, Joe McQuillan, from what I've been, from what I was told, was meant to retire maybe two years ago. He's out again in a Division One game. Morris Deegan is still going. Like all of these are good referees, right? But where's the new guys coming up through the ranks? Where's the quality? And we are very quick to criticise these people, but the criticism, in my view, a lot of the time, belies the fact that that's actually a counterproductive measure to recruitment for better quality to come in. Rory, if I could add a little bit to that, I'd I'd say one of the most disheartening moments in a referee's career must be when you adjudicate on a a lousy incident and you red card a player and you know he absolutely deserves it. And then within six, seven days, it's not backed up and it's overturned. Uh, I I was watching watching the All-Ireland club semi-final. It was a Kilkoo lad at the end. You remember the free that... Oh, yeah. Dylan, yeah, yeah. Dylan Ward, I'd say. It was one of the Brannigans. I, I yeah. can't remember. I think yeah. it was one of the Brannigans, if memory serves. And there was a re- relatively new referee. Not a bad... I think he's called... Oh, he's good. Kildare. He's very good to Kildare. Kildare. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I yeah, like him. Yeah. I, I, think he, I think he has a lot yeah. of potential. Very good. Yeah. And uh, now I didn't see the specifics of the incident, but he was absolutely... Brendan Cawley, I think Yeah, Brendan Cawley, that's him. Yeah. And he, he red-carded him. And I just saw a few days later, dribbling through the paper or online somewhere oh that card was overturned i didn't see any reason for it i didn't see yeah. any any um what, what what the committee said why they why they rescinded it i, I don't know and, and maybe there's a perfectly good reason for it but it just said to me geez there's a up-and-coming referee now on tv was live on tg Cahar, i think mm-hmm. and uh 
here he is now, and he's like he just left naked now to the public again. You know, plonker. How did he make such a hames of a call? Yeah. Uh, In an All Ireland semi final. That is yeah. that is the downside of it. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 we have to get real here. In that, I often hear you hear managers, you hear pundits, you hear players, you hear all sorts of people in the media, ourselves included. You know, being ultra critical of referees and this and that. And then they don't get the support that they actually need from their own governing body when they do make big calls and big decisions. And then we wonder why the quality and, the, you know, hasn't improved and the standard hasn't improved. Well, I'd say half of that reason. It, it, has, it, lads has, are, it has improved. There, and right? it has improved. It has. But, has. but, but, you know, if you want to put more depth and more quality into anything, you're going to have to attract these people in. I mean... I, like even in our own, like we we got a message from the county board recently saying if you don't supply a referee, we're going to disbar you from competing in some matches. This is the this is the crisis that is is starting to manifest itself in <clears throat> refereeing recruitment. And I think from a general sense, just to go back to the original point, sorry, Mikey, is um, I'm just delighted that it held up because it yeah. sends a good message for once. What are you going to do, Roy? You're going to have like the worst GA raffle in the world where every member's name goes in the hat and whoever gets pulled out is the referee. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to have to come up with something, but I think maybe one of the solutions is, look, I mean, I think it's might be the easiest solution is you just we're just going to have to increase compensation. So yeah. people feel that they're going to, to going to go out there and all they're going to get is abuse. And this is very pertinent, by the way, in the underage games. It's actually nearly worse mm. in juvenile matches. Um, you know, like 20 euro from each team. Is that enough to go out there and have people shouting roar abuse at you? I yeah. would ask. You, you, you talk about Joe McQuillan and Marcy, it's, it's almost like the situation the Catholic Church is in. Um, I have an uncle who's a parish priest and it's very hard to retire if you're a parish priest, lads, I'll tell you that. They, they, they don't <laughs> let you go. They don't let you yeah. go easy. Uh, well, you do a couple the good of that. Yeah, yeah, they they're, keep junior, you they're junior masses. Uh, <laughs> junior masses. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do the big ones anymore, but yeah. can you, yeah. 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 So I suppose, actually, let's start with Division 4 for a change because we are talking about fresh blood in the refereeing world, Maliki, and um, Maggie Farrelly is getting her. Yeah. It was it, it came up during the week and one of the lads said, better do a story on Maggie Farrelly. I said, we, we should. There's almost a template for it now because Maggie Farrelly has done so many firsts yeah. that hopefully this summer we might be writing about her first championship game as well because by all accounts, she's a fine referee and she's going to be in Park Sean McDermott for Leitrim in London, which in its own right is a big game. Yeah, but like, I mean, this is all very overdue, you know? Like, yeah. like Maggie, yeah. Maggie Farley, you know, she... Is it even that big a deal, Maliki? No, no, it's not. But but it feeds into exactly the conversation that we were just having. You know, you're talking about, you know, the crisis in getting referees in. You know, there's 50% of the population out there. They could, you know, there's plenty of, they could Spot referee on. too. But would you send your your young daughter out and yeah. say listen here will you go and referee a game come on like no linesmen like, like, with no linesmen no umpires no you've, linesmen, got you know, you've got 40 you know, lads on one side 40 lads on another screaming yeah. and roaring abuse <laughs> so look it's not it, 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 it anyway that all feeds into it look uh she is she's she's bored herself of uh of being um the story uh, yeah. when when we talk about these joy things. neville had the same thing in rugby look, there was a story neville, every time yeah, exactly yeah. but look it's great it's fantastic the game itself uh is actually hilariously a huge game you know yeah, london london un, un, i cannot london are the story of the league almost to me mm. so far like people i don't know if people really understand what the pandemic did to, to the London GAA team, you know, mm. whereas that, you know, what, whatever about every other county team, you know, going through the first lockdown in Zooms and stuff like that, or, you know, getting to the summer of 2020 and, and, and being able to come together and do some sort of training together. Like Michael Maher, who's over the London team, literally did not see any of his players for 15 months because it's not like, you know, you're not going to bump into them walking down the streets in Streatham or Dagenham or wherever in London. No. Like the the London GA community is is sprinkled through a a, a a city with however million people living in it, covering however many uh, thousand hectares or whatever it is. So look, they went two years without a game, two bloody years without playing a football match together. And they have won their first two games. It's just ridiculous in Division Four because the thing is with London, London were always the team that 
never get to play a preseason game. So they don't play in the Auburn Cup or the McKenna Cup or anything like that. So by the time they hit the league, they're already at a disadvantage, even in a normal year. I went through it there one year. They they haven't before this year, they hadn't won the first their first game in the league since something like 2007. And that was because they played Kilkenny in their first game. Like they always get beaten in the first mm. couple of games because they always have a lot to, to, to bring together. The idea now is that they're going to Carrick unbeaten uh, yeah. to play Andy Moore's Leitrim is is fantastic and yeah. they're just they are like have they new players uh, uh maliki i don't want to put you on the spot enormous now, but... enormous they have a lot turnover. more native players now so to speak they have okay. an enormous turnover of players kevin uh, i think he was telling me that they have 11 11 of the players that he had in 2020 so okay. But they're, but they're, are the London lads, are the, are the lads there's a few, what, what the big thing for them is that they, they now have a junior team that's exclusively made of UK born lads. Okay. So, and so they have a feeder system from that into it, but no, it's, it's, it's mostly, I, I think, I think of the 15 that will start on Sunday, it's probably about, there's probably about five uh, UK born lads. But the rest of them are like they're 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 Mayo, you know, they are who you are. They are they are About, who they've always been. They've mm. just switching in and switching out lads that come. You know, and he's he's, uh, he's, me, he's, you know, he's London born himself, man. He is, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he talked like that. Oh yeah, it's great, to have it, man. Yeah, yeah. He's great, it's great, <laughs> the, G, the yeah. GAA cliches with a London accent, mate. It's got under no illusions. I was about about <laughs> ten or eleven years ago when I worked at the at the Irish Daily Mail. I went over there. Uh, to do a story about football in London, and, and I went over to meet a guy who I went, who I used to play football with myself in Wexford, Lloyd Colfer, who played for Wexford, mm. and then went on oh, to play for London. And he was a games development officer there, and I went around with him to about three or four schools, and it's fascinating. It's just, it's just amazing that he just rocks up into this school and takes whatever class it is, first form, second form, and it's not. It's not the Irish kids. It's not like the kids of Irish parents. It's all the kids, and they all go out and they play go games for forty minutes. It's their it's their PE for that day or that week or whatever. And he says there's not a there's not a school in his catchment area that he that he went to where like the the uptake wasn't hundred percent or there wasn't just a huge enthusiasm for it. So Kevin, no one's suggesting that London GA are ever going to rival Arsenal or Chelsea in terms of affection, but in terms of as a grassroots sport in pockets of London that maybe are overlooked by rugby or association football, that there's there's growth potential there because clearly like we're not all stupid over here. We're not playing a sport that's not fun to play or isn't that a good physical activity. It's a game that people can take up and enjoy and it doesn't matter a squat whether your granny is from Boris and Ossery or not. Yeah, but uh, you'd imagine, you know, I just when you were mentioning the goal games there, you could imagine there's probably no other sport better suited to young lads full of energy and madness on a class break for PE, clattering into the, each other and all the different skills that are involved in Gaelic football. Uh, you say it's perfectly set for a gang of lads from London crashing into themselves for 40 minutes. Um, on a serious note, it's I, I've been kind of listening to this uh, story for a long time, 30, 40 years maybe, and different GPOs. I mean, there was... Um, it was a, was it a Galway lad there some years ago? Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Still there, I think, isn't he? And um, and and they were doing Trojan work, and uh, I, I know the Goggins uh, lad was 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 trying really hard. Was common native here, and um, but 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 they never seemed to get critical mass. In other words, they don't get out of Division Three, uh, or out of Division Four. This would be, I would say, probably their best chance in Yonks. And this weekend with. Um, Cavan playing, let me just check. Cavan playing Sligo. Top to the table uh, clash. And leads them playing London. Like it's round three and it really feels like a moving Sunday in terms mm. of Division Four. Mm. That, um, you know, if London were to get another pair of points, now they'll probably be unlucky this year because Sligo Cavan, Cavan certainly shouldn't yeah. be. I mean, you could say, where the heck, where have Tipperary gone? They've fallen off the cliff completely. They're, I make them the third lowest ranked team in the country. And only a few few years ago, Jill, on, on, uh, mm -hmm. on a dark night in Grove Park with the lights off, we uh, were playing in, a, in the All-Ireland series, you know, so it's, it's, it's an amazing division. It's a great story. 
how far does it go, Malachi, on our lads? I know it doesn't go. It no, no. Like like gravity will take over now in the next next. It's already weeks. a story, and, though, Malachi. And, that's and, the thing. And, and that's fine. That's, that, that's the thing. Like I I just couldn't get over. I fully expected them to take three or four Haydens uh, to start off with. The idea that they could go and win their first two games is ludicrous. It's uh, it, and they, they actually they had eight hundred people in Roy Slip uh, last last weekend or the weekend before. They're they're free gate. Well, they're, the, they're making the it free, a free gate yeah. for the whole league to no, get no. people back because like just they, they've had no games to watch you know for really? two years so i mean there'll be a there'll be a cracking crowd in in uh in carrick, in carrick on yeah. Sunday. oh yeah that'd be buzzing oh, because a great yeah. it's a great ground once you get you know five thousand yeah. people into it it's yeah, a massive yeah. massive uh, buzz there yeah um Let's work our way up the divisions then. So we'll leave ourselves with five minutes for Division One, which is usually what we do for the lower divisions. <laughs> um, division Three is Rory. We have, if London are the story of the league so far, and rightly so, I think Limerick yep. have been incredible as well. Two wins from two, and kind of been seen as perhaps you know, what whatever day they in the sun they had was kind of past, and they, you know, uh, Lee is kind of pushing a you know rock up a hill again like Sisyphus, but like. And the, the hurlers take all their oxygen. Any oxygen that's left is taken by Monster Rugby. It's hard to be a Limerick footballer sometimes, but you know, beat loud this weekend, and that's three from three. And they're you know they're looking looking like being in the Sam Maguire, whatever that means. I mean, it means you're not in the Talchin Cup, which at the moment seems to be the name of the game. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing in the long run, uh, th- th- he's done an unbelievable job, Billy Lee. I think they will win that game this weekend against Louth. It's at home. They have. Um, they're in very good physical shape. They've obviously decided, like you no, know, a few a friend of mine is telling me they've decided to take football a little bit more seriously. And they have really good, strong pockets of football. If you head down towards kind of um sort of West Limerick, down in towards heading towards the Kerry border, you know, there's some there's some excellent, there's some really like football is is quite strong in and around that area. And they will, I mean, they have Paul Canuck gone in now to kind of oversee it. That man is a genius. Um, so I think in terms of putting them on the right road, in terms of their conditioning, their fitness, all of those things now, all those boxes are going to be ticked correctly. And um, I, and, I, and I think from a Munster point of view, I think it's only to be welcomed because as Kevin just mentioned a few minutes ago there, given the fact that Tipperary have fallen off a cliff, I think it's probably no harm that there is somebody else that does, that that's, kind of comes up from the pack to try and make something out of the Munster Championship. Look, the reality is Munster football um, is dominated by one team. Let's be honest. There's no, there isn't, there isn't a duopoly and there probably never was, but you know, look, if you can, if Limerick can kind of come and make it slightly more competitive again, if they can manage to get out of that division, move up to division two with Clare, you know, I think it'll give Munster football a little bit of a shot in the arm. Um, again, I suppose, look, the story in a similar sense, but maybe at a higher plane, just as Kevin also mentioned, it probably has a certain, there's legs to it that will eventually run out because I suppose the depth and the quality isn't there. But they're very well organised. Rory, tell me this. They should, sorry. Sorry, Rory, but do you think, this is going to be interesting now over the next couple, sort of month, sort of six weeks, as the leagues sort of take shape, especially the bottom of Division Two and the top of Division Three, yeah. the Talton Cup will come into view somewhere along the way. Mm. I wonder, I like I don't know this, but I wonder is there any part of Billy Lee that will be going, would we not be better now winning the Talton Cup? Yeah. Than yeah. That thought went through my head as I was talking going there, on, yeah. Was going like, up going into a qualifier and getting... Now, yeah, that's I, a very good point. Now, and look, I don't, I genuinely don't know the answer to this because the, the inherent in that is, are we better not getting out of Division 3? And sure, you're not going to be telling players with a chance of promotion, look, we need ease off here, lads, because we want to win the Talton Cup. But... That's it's gonna and and by, by the same token, some of the teams down the bottom of Division Two is is, is relegation is is shit. Yeah, like it's a, it's a bad start to the year. But with two games to go, are you going? Well, Jesus, lads, we're we're gonna get hockey, and when it comes to the provincials, are, are we are we better yeah, off? Lads always winning? said Maliki that what they want is a crack in the Sam Maguire Championship. Yeah. My my fear actually for the way the national conversation is going, is that 
the Tolchin Cup is now becoming, you know, we speak about it in the pejorative all the time. Like, that's exactly, that's, that's mm. exactly what came into my head there, as, mm. as Mikey was saying it. You know, that, that, that people, that we frame the conversation as, well, listen, you don't want to be... You don't want to be down that. You want to be like, relegated. There's, a, a, there's, a, there's a kind of a wooden spoon element to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that is wrong. And that is wrong of all of us. I, well, I don't, I don't think we're talking like that. Mm. But the, in fairness, it has to be given a chance to blossom, at least. Now, you know, my, I'm on the record as saying the fact that it's not the All-Ireland curtain raiser, yeah, yeah. I find appalling. And mm. nobody will argue otherwise. I've heard nonsense coming from Crow Park. I, I, don't, I don't buy it at all. Um, uh, it was, uh, you know, they'd the, the be lost in the build-up of an Ireland final week. Nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Uh, you know, but the it, it is a big task for the GA to, to solve this Tolchin Cup, to launch it and to nourish it and make sure it flourishes. Well, uh, here's, well, here's, that's, that's a very interesting thing that you mentioned the word launch there, Kevin, right? Because mm, I was just, I'm just looking ahead now in relation to Sunday game. The Talchin Cup starts on the same weekend that the Munster football final is on. The, sorry, all four provincial football finals take place. Champions League final. The Champions, Champions League final. final. The Champions Cup final. <laughs> uh, the Munster football final, because of this scheduling issue, is three o'clock on a Saturday. The Leinster football final is five o'clock on a Saturday. The Ulster... They could play both of those at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right? I don't, it wouldn't well, affect the crowd, like it's certainly because look, it, the reality is it's going to be well, you might get a game in Leinster, all right, but you know, like it's just the launch of it, I think, is going to be slightly problematic again. And then, you know, if it, if how serious teams are going to take it, there's a lot of questions around it, and you just hope for you know, hope's sake that the it's just interesting, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just wonder when. I just wonder when, the, let's let's say, for instance, Limerick win it, or, or let's just pick a county, and we're talking to them uh, uh, in Croke Park after they've, they've lifted the Talton Cup. Would, will we hear from some team that says, yeah, listen, uh, in February, we had a team meeting and we said, this is what we're going to win this year. Mm. I'd love to know, is there uh, is the is that conversation happening in any no, county I, squad I, I anywhere in the country at the moment? Well, the Division 4 I, squad, it's your most tangible aim. I'll give you a little angle on it. And th this happened in, in my own time when you're fighting to get out of Division 2. I'm talking about Roscommon now, this is my experience. Full in the knowledge that you're probably going to yo-yo the minute you get up to Division 1. You're just on that balance, Team 7, Team 8, Team 9, and it's going to be really difficult to stay with the big boys. But there is no sense, I, I think, like, think of a competitive footballer. He wants to get out of Division 3. Yeah. If, he's, if, he's in part, if he's in the Talchin Cup, it means one thing. He didn't get out of it. Okay? He, he wants to get to Division 2. I think if you're doing the audit at the end of the season and saying, well, we're Division 2 champs, we're going, our Division 3 champs, we're going into Division 2. We played the All-Ireland, got beaten. We got a bit of a touch in the qualifiers, all right. You know, it was a bit of a sour end, but lads, it was a great season. I, I think that's that's a better a better uh, cre credit balance than we didn't get out of Division Three, and we might or might not have won Talchin Cup because there's going to be some big fry in that. Uh, if that's not a contradiction, there's going to be um, some like <laughs> Down, Meath, mm. uh, Offaly. A few of these boys are um, Cavan, obviously, if they don't get to the final, isn't that right? That's uh, correct. Is yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a few teams in it that Limerick might not ordinarily beat anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, so then <laughs> you're all on to Division 2, where I think, Maliki, your argument, it, it might be a little bit harder it, to make that argument that because a team is in Division 2 and perhaps has a perception, me either in my head here, as being a, God help us, a top-tier team, it's very hard to imagine Mead saying... Jesus, you know what? A drop down to Division Three and a spell in the Telton Cup would be good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, if I, they I, lose I, to down this weekend, they're 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 be, staring yeah. down the barrel. Yeah, I wouldn't be putting that Andy McIntyre now. After, after, <laughs> yeah, go on and record it. <laughs> Your helmet. After, after whatever happens in the weekend, um, I I haven't seen any of. I can't believe they're this bad. Why? How have they been? I think they're, they're so, missing a good few Maliki. Is that know, what it is? Yeah. yeah, I think they are key fellas, key players, and you went in confidence and form. Yeah. 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 Like like in all our conversations here, we have to remember like 
basically teams have played two games in mm. in seven days. Yeah, uh, like and it was a tough judge. start. Galway, and, Galway home, Ross. Sorry, Galway yeah, away, and we Ross can't. You know, we're, we're, start. we can't be making judgments on mm. uh, uh, whole seasons on on eight days' well, evidence. In, in the Mead case, Maliki, I think you can't overlook the carry on of the Mead board during the summer. You just can't. I mean, yeah. what they did, Tandy. Uh, and and I, I I'm a fan of Andy. I like him as a as, as a person. He, he I know he 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 sometimes lets himself down a little bit on the line, and so on. But he, but he's genuinely a well-intentioned guy, Mead fanatic, obviously. But the bullshit, the nonsense. It was outrageous what his board yeah. attempted to do, and that has fed into it. It sure, it sure has to if you think about it. You know, like the bacon slicer gets closer to the mm. to the backside, and and the pressure involved in that and now he's under immense pressure you know that it'd be hard to see the league out if things don't improve like to whether whether they'd make it as a group to the championship at all yeah. so it, it's a massive game on on sunday for them now me do tend to react when 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 they're backed into the wall so it'd be very interesting to see how sunday goes but last, I think last week calm o'rourke said on here he said he knows Mead football as well as anyone, and god knows he does he says that he can't think of a single footballer club footballer in Mead who we should be involved in that squad who isn't so, well he said there's no one else to bring in whether there's lads who've retired from internet county or whatever but he said there's nobody that andy mcintyre is overlooking as far as he can see well uh, you know the the, the, the brian mentons the you know the key leaders from killing on sullivan I, I, I haven't even seen his name so i don't even know is it injury or if they've stepped down or walked away i'm not i'm not following it closely enough just that the the, the effort against roscommon I, I said this to you rory um in the Sorry, uh, yeah, the, the the effort against Roscommon in 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 the uh, first half was just, and the, and the effort against Cork in the round one was just not mapped. It was for a senior intercounty team to be uh, at that level of endeavour. It, it was kind of shocking, and uh, so the, yeah, they're they're in a, uh, Galway in round one. Galway, yeah, yeah, yeah for forty five minutes, forty five yeah, minutes without yeah. a score against Galway. Excuse me, and um, you know that yes. that that was really poor stuff and. So I, you'd expect something. I, I thought to be a backlash against Roscommon. There wasn't. Uh, well, we, we'll know this weekend, won't we? Yeah. Uh, Maliki, you, you uh, poo-pooed this when I said it earlier. Uh, before we, before that, does, we, that doesn't sound so, like me, Matthew. Yeah, before we started recording. Oh, you're all nice when the cameras are rolling. All right. um, I said that the winner of Roscommon and Clare can, can exhale and kind of safely look forward to the Sam Maguire they may or may not want to compete in because, you know, Roscommon would have six points from three games and Clare would have five points from three games. And given the paucity of what we've seen thus far from awfully Meath and down, it'd be hard to see him getting sucked into a relegation battle. Yeah, but I can't, I can't fathom that they would be in one on any level. Like, Clare well, are completely... Clare were being... People were talking about Clare before this started as, you know, uh, is this the year? Jesus, I wasn't. Like, Clare, Clare a fundamentally established Division 2 team for, what, four years, five years at this stage? It could be a Division 1 like, team next year. Hugely, like, hugely competitive. Mm. Nobody, they're Claire or nobody's feels. I, I really have no idea why people still kind of go, ah, yeah, Claire could be in trouble. They like Claire, proper football team. They have so you you see Monaghan's like, situation in Division One in Claire, this is why you feel so passionately about it. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 trust, trust I, me. I, I'm, think, I think actually, I feed, I feed the Monaghan relegation worries. They <laughs> should feeds into it. Claire should have Claire should have four points on the board. Well, they should indeed. Yeah, they were very unlucky. What feeds into it a lot is that if you look down below it we keep thinking because of tradition and saying oh jesus this has to turn around cork down and mead are going to do something but they're not doing anything uh, but in our brains in our heads we still place them because of the tradition and all that well, you're exactly right kevin i give you one the week at the start of the league i couldn't believe it like i you know i i i, I i'm not a big one for for proclaiming bookies odds around the place but they do you know they do at least give a snapshot of what the sort of general thinking is i could not believe in the lead up to the first game ross common against cork cork were like one to two favorites i thought that was astonishing man, like. i could not believe it like that's, ross common, that's, that's the point i'm making that, that the, you're 100 right 100 right ross common who have been in division one who are a hardened hardened league team they were without a good contingent of players. They still have a lot of depth. Yeah, so were Cork. Yeah, Cork. Like 
the 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 Bars lads were 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 playing we're still uh, in a lot of injuries and stuff. Yeah. And Cork, when last and Cork did you win a monster, Rory? When last did Cork win? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So that's what ten years ago now. Heading for ten but years. Cork, but Cork were also a young team with a new manager trying out loads of new players. The Bars lads were away. Uh, all that sort of stuff, and like they were, they were nearly unbackable favourites. Mm. Odds-on favourites against a hardened team that had that have been in Division One. What's the opposite of recency bias? That's what the GA has. Yeah, that's archive <laughs> bias. <laughs> we, we do. Yeah, we, we we've got a we've got a retro bias. Yeah. Um, so division look, Division Two is and will remain interesting. No, in I, I, I I do think I think that's going to be a cracking match though that Ross Common mm. game. And I think, look, Roscommon, I, like Roscommon are, to my mind, I mean, they'll have all of the, um, they'll have all the Podrick Pierce's lads back now, I would imagine. They'll have gotten their break and they'll have the Faith Locks. Is that the name of the club, Kev? With the Mortas? Sorry, my apologies to that club. And I saw young, see, were you watching the Sigerson last night? He didn't come on, made a decisive contribution. He's kind of an up and coming corner forward here in Roscommon, really talented young fella. And uh, so he, he he's going to be in the mix now as well. Yeah, Ross Common are in great shape, and I mean, in Cla- look, looking at looking at the Clare match, certainly the game against Cork down in Parky Cueve. I mean, the two lads they have Keelan Sexton and um, what's the lad centre forward? Owen Cleary, is it? Yeah, sure, yeah. They're they're as good as they, they would get on any county team. Mm. Any the, team. The, the idea was when Gary Brennan good. retired, all at all, it's all over. Yeah, yeah. they were never. We're sure, we're sure they have a, another team. lad playing in the middle of the field, an absolute giant, Cahill O'Connor, who's yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I will tell you one other thing about Clare that that when you look around teams that that sort of fall down the divisions, look through that Clare team and look back at pick a, a fixture at random from five years ago. Clare don't lose players. They don't. You're correct. You look around a lot of those. still playing. Yeah. You look around a lot of those division three teams, division four teams. Like I'm doing a piece. I'm doing a piece. It's the same manager all the time. It's a great signing manager, but it's also a great sign of the manager. And I've often, I've often thought, you know, like, look, maybe he's happy in Clare, but I've often wondered about him when jobs come up. You know, like God, the Galway job or this job or big jobs around the country. You know. This is just more of a Rory. No, Why, no, no, you're no. doing down Clare again. Why but, 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 I know, I know, I know. But like, but you'd never hear Colm Collins' name linked with any of these jobs. And I, I think everybody, know, everybody knows he's a really good manager. Yeah. It's down. just he's Rory, completely uh, Vincent, are, you sending, are you sending a camera to Roscommon? The, the natives will savage you. No. They've <laughs> <laughs> waited up to midnight now a few nights. Yeah. Well, you can tell they, them listen, not to bother this week. They can, they, can, they can join the queue with Antrim and yeah. <laughs> Anger. <laughs> okay. uh, let Rory enjoy his week before he yeah. gets inundated with abuse yeah. next Monday oh, again. Monday you get it in the <laughs> People knew now, anyway. All right, so we, we know where there will be cameras this weekend, which is Division 1, which we've left till last because we're real football men. Um, oh, sorry, Mikey. There is a, there is cameras, actually, on that other Division three Division 2 game that we didn't mention, which is Derry against Cork. And uh, I think Derry, as, as, we, as we mentioned before, Derry are another really big story coming out of this league, and I'd imagine they do a big number on Cork up there. Uh, Cork are favourites, though, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've won more all Ireland. <laughs> um so let's let's look at uh division one. Um Maliki, you know, the papers, a few of them anyway, have you know kind of pieces about can the dubs rebuild while you know going through stink and form. I was thinking about it myself this morning. I said Desi Farrell's most significant managerial job before the Dublin senior job and winning in All-Ireland in his first year was as a wildly successful Dublin under-21 manager where his job was to, you know, blood new players and build teams on a yearly basis. And he was yeah. very good at it. So in some ways, surely he's he's the right man in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's I mean, I, I don't think, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they have the man in place to do it. Um... I think, like, even even though I just said, you know, we shouldn't be judging things after two games, but <laughs> I I don't think we necessarily, I think that the difference between, say, the way we're talking about Dublin after their two games and the way people are talking about, say, Limerick curlers after their two games 
is that this is a continuation of what we saw last year for Dublin, whereas the league is just, you know, a bit of a write-off for the Limerick Carlers. Um, they have been really, really bad. And, and what has really uh, struck me about, I was uh, at, uh, actually I haven't been to one of their games, but I've watched them both, uh, uh, every minute of them, is just how much invention, the invention that we used to think used to see in Gaelic football started with the dubs and trickled down, you know, through Jim Gavin's time, through J.O.'s time, through all the little bits and pieces, whether it was, you know, working out possession, whether it was keeping forwards out on the wings, whether it was setting screens and players coming around on the loop, whether it was, you know, using Keanu Sullivan as the sweeper and people dropping in that little pocket, all that little stuff. They were so, so visibly highly coached and drilled. Cluxton's kickouts, all of that. And for a full decade, the innovation in the game came from them. And now you watch them and it's all so static. And so you're looking at them and going, whatever about, you know, losing leaders and whatever about bringing in new players and all that sort of stuff, where's the new ideas? And they just... That, that, that is what has struck me most. It struck me most about them all the way through the Leinster Championship last year. I, I, like I was at that the, the Wexford game down in Wexford Park where Wexford essentially just held them at arm's length and sowed into them for an hour. And, you know, dub, the dubs were never going to lose it. But like you were just looking at them going, they're so staid here. They're just so so lacking in vigor and vim and whatever and all that sort of stuff that that they led the way on and now you look at them and you're going this is really interesting because who are the player who who is going to get them out of it you know they have okay so they have the access of you know john small brian fenton brian howard kieran kilkenny and con when he comes back and of course of course you ought to be able to build an all-ireland winning team around that like you know it, 30 other counties would love to have the crisis that the that Dublin have but but the point is like who is who is around them you know Ryan Basquiel starts uh the first game of the year as the as their sort of strike inside forward Ryan Basquiel is 29 like he's not he's not 22 you know Cormac Costello like has been has had lots of he's he's exactly the same age as Kieran Kilkenny uh within a month or two he has had a decade to show that he is you know he is the guy and now he has it in your and he to be fair to him he does look the most dangerous of their sort of snappy inside forwards and yet okay he got injured after the first game but you're still going okay if, if it's Cormac Costo is there is there a big guy inside hmm, I, I don't know I, I think the rest of the rest of the country can 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 probably handle that so is there, it's I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by them I really am for the first time I got like God I covered every game in the Jim Gavin era and got so bored of it you know got so <laughs> bored of of the excellence like so bored of the the you know the the the, the winning as a matter of course. Uh, because they were so much better than everybody else. I'm so fascinated with them now because... You just needed a bit of chassis. Yeah, but no, it's not even the chassis. I just want to see where's where's the problem solving coming out yeah. of. Um, you know, what are they doing with these guys who... Uh, who they, Desi has put like two or three years into the likes of Tom Lehiff, Sean Bugler, uh, a few others uh, around the middle there. You know... Robbie McDade, Paddy Robbie McDade, all, the, all these guys and you're kind of going, right, are you all just cookie cutter players like one not too different from the other where's the point of difference like you like you okay we can't be looking there's no fact jack mccaffrey is a complete one-off so you know you can't be saying who's the next jack, jack mccaffrey but like tom lehiff has played in the position that jack mccaffrey played in like that's such a that's such a wild lurch in a different yeah. direction so what's what's to become of them as i say, i'm completely fascinated with them yeah and it's it go, they're up against their old foes, Kev, your lot, yeah. who are so thus far making light of some pretty stereotypical lousy Mayo look. Mm, yeah, uh, Mayo Mayo will be delighted uh, with their position in the league. Um, three, three, three from four. Um, one of them certainly improbable. The 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 Donegal the Donegal point. 
Um, they certainly snatched that one. Um, but like snatched it because they were at the very end trying to snatch it. And that's that that's Mayo, isn't it? And um, it, it, it was uh, the league so far has has been badly wanted by the group, I'd say, because they're still they say they've come to terms with it and they've figured it out and they've talked about it, but I've not seen any valid explanation for their complete underperformance in the in the final. Um, despite all the analysis they've done, and, and and James has been quite open about that, and said, you know, we've looked at it, we've learned from it, but but nobody has told. I haven't read where, like, what did happen? Like, it was a very poor final performance by Mayo, but they flipped the coin now for the league, and away from home. Like, all their all their all their games are essentially away from home, and not, they are away from home, and uh, they they're uh, really getting stuck into it, and they meet Dublin now you'd have to say at a pretty good time to meet Dublin because they're not sure uh, to add to Maliki's analysis and assessment you know I keep reading about well when they get all their players back well you know James McCarthy Johnny Cooper Mick Fitzsimons you know they're 30 plus aren't they yeah. uh, and to be and they're, they're fa fabulous players you know and have given incredible service to hugely talented players but like you don't want to be building your team around three veterans coming back sometime in April or whenever they're going to be back. Um, and with the run into championship, that, that's going to have its own difficulties. So I think Mayo go to Crow Park, as they always do, delighted. You'd swear it was a lucky ground or something. Delighted to go to Crow Park. <laughs> and, uh, and, Weird and form of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like a dog called Lucky. But um, they, they, uh, they're delighted to go. go I was reading the, the Mayo News for my... my, my uh, my build up and um, a lot of players coming back from injury, uh, and they'll be happy enough with some of the some of the new the new players as well. Killian can't uh, be too far away. I'd yeah, say. I think he's about maybe two league games away. I think is what I read. Jason Doherty has made a bit of an impact since since he came, which is marvelous for him. Uh, Tommy Conroy, like Tommy Conroy's loss, knocked the oxygen completely out of me because I'm a fan. Yeah, uh, I love I love what he does. I think he's just, just a getting, proper getting better, proper real corner forward. I really like him, and uh, and then what's happened to him is shocking. Owen, Owen McLaughlin played last night in Sigerson, so that tells me the Monaghan belt was was all he yeah. did something was knee or his, his ankle, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's fine. So yeah, it'll be it'll be an amazing game. I mean, the idea that Dublin are bottom of the league, I'll give thirty seconds of of, of um, defense to Dublin. In the game that I was at, Maliki, the, the uh, lads, the, the Kerry game down down mm. in Tralee, there was a moment, no more than a moment, but a few moments, the disallowed goal, yeah. Connor was totally within his right to do it, but nine times out of ten, you get that. It's a little goal. unusual to see it. Yeah, yeah, it was, but uh, I mean, it was a very good call. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, Niall Scully, one of their better players, uh, was the guy that had to do the time. Uh, and then you'll recall around that period as well, I think it was only about two or three points in the game. It was a one-score game for sure. Uh, Larkin Odell had a 2-1-1 one, one with um, Dean Rock, wasn't yeah. it? And he yeah. Yeah. overplayed the hand pass. Over yeah. Overshot the runway. And um, he uh, and that was missed. So there was a moment in that game where Dublin were, were doing very nicely. I don't know. Uh, does, that, course, does, does that say, though, Kevin, does that say a little bit more about Kerry, though? That maybe Kerry aren't. Well, only one point in the second half. You yeah. remember uh, yeah. that. Um, well, two, two, one or two things about Dublin, though. That do, that, that, I mean, look, I think you can't underestimate the value that somebody like James McCarthy has brought. Probably, in my view, pound for pound, the best player, the best Gaelic footballer mm. over the last 10 or 15 uh, fend, years. Fend, 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 just in terms of just consistency every single <clears> day. <throat> every single day that he goes out but does he have the engine to deliver the kinds of performances that he well, that's did? the point i was making to you that you know and, and, what, and what is james mccarthy is he 34 he's 32 but he's got a lot of football played he's there since 2011 he's there since mm. the very very beginning that's very very well in their that's what, yeah, so. yeah that's why that's why i, I kind of wonder and i look at him and i say look to my mind the first big problem that they have is a full back would James McCarthy be worth a shot just to go in and short uh, things up? No, he's, too, he's too athletic for that. But Kev, but Kev, the point and I'm Cooper, making is Cooper if, 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 if you that. put if you put James if you try and get the box to box element out of James McCarthy at this stage, that engine is going to blow a lot faster than if you decide to try and mind him 
by maybe drifting him uh, further back to field yeah. and getting I an see, extra I couple I of years. I think David Clifford's eyes would light up no. with James McCarthy at fullback. Yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 bring it the, on. The, the, the other, the other thing, the other thing that I um, that that I that I don't know whether it would be the kind of wild card that Desi would play. And look, in fairness to the fella, I suppose he has had many opportunities already at an intercounty level, but. If there's a better midfielder in Dublin playing at the moment, certainly at club level, than Craig Diaz, I haven't seen him. Obviously, Brian Fenton is the number one. But his performance is always true for... Would he be big enough? Well, I mean, like, he was near enough man of the match always through their Leinster campaign. He was outstanding. Intercounty midfield is for Giants. I I think as well, though, Rory, his... um, his knees aren't great. And yeah, he, maybe he didn't, they didn't. Um, he didn't last. He didn't last the full hour against uh, Kilku last week, and it was because it was, he he basically brought himself off. But I know, I know, I know what you mean. Like to try and get so he like at his, he was brilliant in that in that club final. Like so, Ex- he was really good in the semi final as well. Stylish as well. But, and where's you know, where's Padre Kofik Byrne gone? gone? That is a good question. He's another man who was he was seen as the great big hope, as you said, Kev. He was the big man. He was going to be there, and um, he I, I don't know. I haven't been following yeah. it closely. I think maybe Howard, Brian Howard might might end up as as his partner as as yeah, he as, has uh, done before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can Brian I can Howard I just before just before you move on, Mikey? Can I give you can I give you one stat? And you are very lucky that I'm giving you this because this is going in the Irish Times on Saturday. But I'm I'm banking on the fact that nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> Can anybody take a guess the last time Mayo won a league game in Dublin? In, in Dublin. Dublin. In Dublin. Not was Kevin McStay playing? No. Pro Park or Parnell Definitely Park. not. Uh, with Lessina. Mayo won the league in 1972 or something. Well, uh, I don't know. It was it's, 19, 1971 is the league. last time Mayo won a league game. I've done a piece for, for the weekend. black and white TV. Is, is it the same they, league that they won then in 72? It probably is. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, sorry, I mean a league game against Dublin. Yeah, I was going to say they won the final a couple of years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean a league game against beat Dublin in the league in, in Dublin. In, wow, in that's Dublin. 50 years ago. It's 50, 50 years, 50 seasons ago. Well, we're, like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll change that. We'll change the, that. The, yeah, the intro, the intro to my piece on Saturday is Mayo's league record against Dublin is worse than you think, and you already <laughs> think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, lads, Very good. we might we might leave it. We didn't get to all the Division 1 games. You know what? That's fine, because we had a lovely chat about Division 4 and Division 3 and Division <laughs> yeah. 2, and that's absolutely fine, and we can review them. Uh, Monaghan are going to Armagh. Uh, Tyrone, uh, a weakened Tyrone are welcoming Kildare to Oma and Donegal are travelling to Kerry. So look, we know yourselves, uh, Dublin v Mayo is on RT2. We plenty of coverage on the radio over the weekend and online. And you can read about it in the Irish Times as well if you want, but honestly, we, we, we have the story. We also. have the intro already, so don't bother. Um, thank you to Malky and thank you to Kevin and thank you to Rory and we Thanks, will lads. chat to you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it! He hits it! It's over the bar!